Hey there, listeners, and thank you for tuning into Sin's Workshop. I hope you're all having a wonderful day. Alright, so today we're going to be talking about Tales from the Shadow Hunter Academy. This is the second anthology of the Mortal Instruments um, series. It's, it's set in that world, and it follows Simon Lewis's journey to become, you know, a full-fledged uh, Shadow Hunter, you know? So, I liked it. Um, and if you're someone who's wondering, should I read the anthologies or not? I definitely highly recommend reading them. I read the Bane Chronicles and I really loved the Bane Chronicles. And I think what's really good about this one as well with the Bane Chronicles is it adds so much history to the world that Cassandra Clare has built here. Now, if you're someone who's wondering, I see this question pop up a lot on a lot of the Facebook groups that I'm part of and on Instagram, people always asking, you know, how should I read the series? I personally think you should read the series by publication order, um, including the anthologies as well, because they add so much. After, so I read... Um, the entire Mortal Instruments series, the Infernal Devices, and the Dark Artifices series before I even started on the anthologies. Let me just say, wow, I really wish I had read the anthologies first because there's so much history. Um, and the books themselves, they kind of re reference things that happened in the anthology. So you really think, you know, oh, I can read them whenever. And you can. You can read them whenever. Um, I just think I would have enjoyed... It was fun reading them afterwards, let me just say that. It was fun reading them afterwards, I'm like, oh my god, I remember that from the book. And I think it would have been even better for me to have read the anthologies before I read the actual series. I really wish I had read the Bane Chronicles before I read the Infernal Devices. And I really wish I had read the um, Tales from the Shadowhunter Academy before I had read the Dark Artifices trilogy. There's just so much. I know I keep going. I keep parking back on this. There's so much history. That's important because there's a lot that goes into this world. And it. I like that Claire is teaming up with other authors to bring different stories to life. Because she writes these stories in tandem with another author. And I think that's great. You're seeing her branch out. You're seeing her bring other authors into this world, help build it. She's not building it alone. And I like that these other authors are getting the recognition that they want, that they need, that they deserve. <laughs> um, especially Robin Wasserman. I love her. I love Robin Wasserman. Um, but I really think it's really interesting to see how these other authors are interpreting what and developing the stories that Cassandra Clare once told um and here you know there's so much that happens in these short little stories that you wouldn't think of otherwise you know I you know like I didn't think I needed to read the anthologies before I read the series but when I was reading the series as a whole I was just like where did I miss this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and I didn't miss anything. Well, I did miss anything because I wasn't reading the anthologies. But you can read the series without having to read the anthologies, if that's what you're wondering. I just think it adds a little bit more depth. 
and I like that again I like that these anthologies are separate because Claire has more time to focus on her actual storytelling and her narratives when she's telling her stories rather than having to be weighed down by history a lot by her world building she's excellent at world building and I think it's really good to have these anthologies separate because she has more time to like really flesh out what she wants to flesh out in the anthologies without weighing down her actual trilogies and if you read the trilogies yes there are subtle mentions in them um they don't slow down the plot they don't slow down the pacing they make you think like wow by referencing these um events that happen in the anthologies like in this one you know the blackthorn family especially helen and mark's experiences with the cold piece if you're um familiar with the series then you're getting to see a piece of history in their lives that is referred to a lot in the dark artifice and series but actually seeing it has a different impact on the reader i think it, I think it creates a little bit more emotion from the reader, and that's why I like these anthologies. I will say, Tales from the Shadowhunter Academy, it took me a little bit longer to get through it than the Bane Chronicles. Um, I like that Simon is given his chance to really shine as a character, but I didn't like that Claire decided to use the Shadowhunter Academy as her catalyst to explore all these different stories. Um, but I don't know if it was just, you know, postpartum um, recovering, because I did start reading this book, you know, probably a few hours after I gave birth to my daughter. So I was, you know, probably mentally and emotionally exhausted. <laughs> um, but I think. Um, it did take me a little bit longer to get through this one rather than the Bane Chronicles. Again, this pacing was a little bit slow. We are seeing it is longer as well than the Bane Chronicles. So I'm not quite sure. I can't really pinpoint it, but it did take me longer to get through it. I know the pacing is slow. That for sure is what I felt when I was reading the story. But again, it's because we're focusing on Simon Lewis. And I think that's really great that we're focusing on Simon because with, these, with this anthology as well, what it does is if you read the Moral Instrument series, you know that Simon lost his memories. Um, he became human, lost his memories, and remembers his life as something entirely different. But at the end of the series, Magnus Bane is like, okay, I can give you these memories. I can give you, you know, your actual memories back to you. Um, or at least some of them. So it's really put a strain on his relationships with his family, with his friends. And that's why he's going to the Shadowhunter Academy. He's going as an escape, really, um, because he can't stand all the looks. He can't stand the fact that he's not the same person that he was anymore. And he's not. He didn't go through all those experiences. Um, he doesn't remember half of the experiences that he went through. So he is a completely different person. Um, and he has to try to reconcile his new memories, you know, his original memories with 
all the made-up memories that he has. You know, he has to try to reconcile who he was, who everyone thinks he was, you know, this great hero, versus the person that he actually, you know, is now. And he wants to be this person that he he was. He wants to be this person that everyone remembers it as being. So it's just very interesting to see Simon develop as a character, to have to go through the experiences that he's going through, to see him make all these new friends, um, to see the influence he has on the Shadowhunter world and how he can change things for the better. So I really think that's really key here for enjoying the story. You know, I don't think you're really going to like it as much if you're not a fan of Simon Lewis. I personally love Simon. Um, I think he's a great character. I love the journey he went through in the Mortal Instruments series. Um, and I really do think that his journey, um, how he has to kind of reconcile two sides of his identity, I think that that's very interesting. Um, I think it was, for me, it was personally worth reading. And I do love these little bits and pieces of history. Now, um, if you're not interested in every single story, you know, you can buy the story separately as ebook versions. Personally, I wanted to read all of it, so I did read all of it. I bought the paperback version um, off of bookoutlet.com. So I think it was very cool, to say the least. Um, I, I liked it. I did enjoy it. And I, man, I'm kind of kicking myself in the butt because I really wish I had read this anthology before I read The Dark Artifices just because The Dark Artifices just does focus a lot on the Blackthorn family and uh, the cold piece, you know, the ramifications of the cold piece. So I think you're really seeing a lot, you're seeing a lot of different things develop with this narrative and I think that that's really interesting. Um, you're seeing how it sets things in motion for, for the uh, Dark Artifices series, and I really wish I had I had read it because I will say this: there were times where I was a little bit lost. Again, this story does introduce new characters. These stories do introduce new characters uh, for readers for this new trilogy, and I think I would have been I would have had a clear idea of why am I following these new characters. Don't get me wrong; I love this. I loved I loved the trilogy. Um, a Lady Midnight, who a 900 page book, I blew through it, I could not put it down. Um, I just love it, loved it. Um, Queen of Air and Darkness, ooh, that was such a good book. <laughs> it was a great trilogy, Lord, I mean, it was a great trilogy, it's on my bookcase for a reason. Um, and I do think, you know, you are seeing Claire grow as a writer as well for all her series. A lot of people say, oh, well, they don't like the Moral Instruments series, you know, but they do like the Infernal Devices and they did like the Dark Artifices. That's because she has grown significantly as a writer. I personally love the Moral Instruments series, but again, I was younger when I read that. I was still in high school and I picked up those books from the bookstore. Um, so you can definitely see her growth as a writer, especially in these anthologies as well. And I think her working with other writers as well um, is also another opportunity for her to grow. And you're seeing that growth in her entire series. 
Um, so yeah, honestly, highly recommend it. Uh, Tales from the Shadow Hunter Academy. It really does give the reader a lot of history for the series as a whole, and I think that that's a very interesting to see developed here. Um, so I will give this book four out of five stars. If you would like to purchase the book, all I ask is that you purchase the book from your local bookseller or online book retailer instead of purchasing it from Amazon. Um, you can go on bookshop.org, which will give you a list of independently owned bookstores near you if you want to shop small. And uh, if you want to continue to support big chains like Barnes & Noble and Books A Million, and if there's that one in your neighborhood, I recommend going on their website because they do ship across the country. Um, and I'm just for supporting your bookstores in any way that you can, whether it's the big chain like Barnes & Noble or Books A Million or your small independently owned bookstore in your neighborhood. I mean, shop small. Support your bookstores. That's all I have to say on that matter. <laughs> but, you know, I know money is tight for all of us, and if money is tight, your local library is a great resource for you. And again, if there's not a local library near you, uh, if you download the Libby app, which is 100% free, you just you can sign up for a digital library card and get ebooks and audiobooks on that app also another great resource so on that note i hope you all continue to support me by liking this podcast subscribing to it and sharing it with all your book loving friends you can also become a supporter on buy me a coffee or by purchasing one of my handmade candles or on anchor fm my recording platform for just 99 cents a month have a great rest of your day everyone and as always happy reading